Hello and welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast chronicling three of your biggest news stories from the last seven days. The name is Raf Kenny Sincata, the job associate editor of Relics Magazine, the co-host and really star of this program, ladies and gentlemen, Karina Reichman. Ah, uh, there are no stars here, Raf, just moons and suns and atmospheric particles man you know what it is hello hi hello hi Hi. sorry i went into a uh you know airy fairy coma there i was just picturing you and me just disintegrating into dust in the atmosphere and just living uh for eternity together among the moon and the stars we are how are you we are (laughs) we are apart we are on separate coasts but in a way we're always together because we are made of the same stardust my friend I carry you in my heart always, Raph. Always. 100% and, and of the you time. Mean, you mean metaphorically and also the, the golden heart locket that I gave you that we both have. Exactly. That's one half of a heart that when we're together, they click together and our wonder twin powers activate. <laughs> Mine says Raph. Yours says Karina. We put them together. It says Raph and Karina. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, bo- both of our... It's normal. <laughs> yeah, both of our respective boyfriends are like, what's up with that? <laughs> It's uh, we have a don't ask, don't tell policy around here. I think you should uh, instate that on the West Coast. Yeah. No, oh. good times, good times. Oh, we're just we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. Uh, we're taping this on a Monday for those of you listening at home. I know you're getting this on a Wednesday, and perhaps you know you waited till Thursday to listen. Maybe even Friday. Saturday, you're probably getting some old news, so you should probably hang it up. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Just stop right here. At that point, just wait till the next know. one. Yeah. <laughs> just wait till the next one. But either way, we're delighted by your listenership. We are humbled and grateful. And, uh, you know, I'm just thrilled to be here with my girl Raph on my locket. But, like, you know, via the uh, telephone, the yeah. old telephone. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, so what's going on in the world of KR, Karina? I mean, I as we mentioned before recording, I am out here on the West Coast. We just got slammed by what they're calling a cyclone. So it's been a very uneventful weekend for me. I'm wondering what's going on in the big bad city with you, KR. Yo, the big bad city, dude. It's all uh, all is swell. I, I've been very lucky to take advantage of some of the, uh, you know, the, the shows that the city has to offer uh, these days. So I saw Mr. Kamasi Washington uh, put on a stellar performance at the Beacon Theater on Friday night. You terrific. And I saw Mr. David Byrne, uh, his American Utopia on Saturday night, which was absolutely spectacular and spellbinding. And I beseech you all uh, to see it if you can. If you're in the city, just do what you can to get there because it's really uplifting and it's a beautiful way to spend two hours of your time. And you'll walk out of there feeling euphoric. If you don't already, which, you know, you, you can only strive for such things. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. All swell. And I, uh, I am going to go and work with my producer on my music after we hang up. And I have him all day tomorrow. And I'm just delighted to be on such a grind these days. I feel very lucky to have the time and space to create. And uh, it's just a great thing, Raph. It's hard Hell to yeah. spin things out of thin air. But, you know, they, they, they get spun out of thin air when you actually work at them you know what i mean like it's you just got to take that chisel and chisel away at the marble sculpture until it uh is built in your image you know what i mean yeah so it's so it's funny i had i do have tickets for american utopia spoiler alert if anyone from my family is listening i got it as a christmas present for some of my family uh so i do have that on the docket so i don't have fomo quite on that but i do have fomo that you went to david byrne with our dear mutual friend ricky blakesburg 
So I'm bummed Absolutely. that I, I saw a selfie posted on social media of my two of my favorite gal pals hanging out, seeing David Byrne. And I said, oh, shucks. I wish I was there, yo. <laughs> Babe. Babe, this is why you don't leave the East Coast. You just, just, you just don't do it. You know, like just come back. We'll recreate the whole thing. We'll, like, I'm ready. Let's go right now. Let's go. Let's <laughs> I will. Yeah, exactly. We'll just, do it. just step on a plane, hang up the phone, turn off your recording device, and just let's let's go. Uh, just, no, we talked about you and we missed you dearly. Oh, and. Uh, you know, I mean, she's a, she's a good date, our friend Ricky, you know? And she was like, Karina, I'm in town, and I had these two tickets, and I was just like, you want to see American Utopia with me on Saturday? And she was like, yes. Turns out our friend is also just a big Broadway fan in general. You know? I did she know that, like, yeah. Gets gets down on such a thing. So she's uh, she was excited to just be soaking in the vibes. Um of you know 44th street and and 8th avenue a beautiful place to be so uh it was it was delightful i'm playing this weekend at levon helms barn which is hallowed ground and i'm playing two nights sold out they have been rescheduled about 150 times they are with mr marco benevento and uh it's our first two night stand in a minute and a half i gotta say it's kind of fun to to play a multi-night run after so many, uh, you know, months, years. How long has it been? I don't even know. Um, but I'm looking forward to that very much. And uh, all, all, is, all is well in my world, Raph. Thank you for asking. And I hope the same for you. I hope the storm didn't disrupt your, your life and everything's going all right over there. Yeah, everything is going fantastic. Uh, and we can usher, as I usher in our three stories, of the week. Number one being that Mr. Bill Kreutzman is on the mend after taking some time off Dead and Company tour after he was sidelined for what they're calling non-COVID related illness. Uh, Karina, the news broke on October 19, right before the band's Red Rocks opener, that Billy was going to take the show off. He ended up taking off both of those Red Rock shows and two other shows in Colorado in Greenwood Village. Rumor on the street, Karina, is that this was a little bit of altitude sickness. Now, I've never, like, gone... Like, I feel like I've been to Colorado and I did not experience altitude sickness, like, at all. But apparently it's a thing, Karina. So in your in your travels, have you uh, danced with the devil of altitude sickness the same way uh, Billy Kay has? Has been here. I have. If that if that is truly what's going on with uh, the rhythm devil himself, which you know, who's to say? Right? Is that confirmed? Is that that's uh... not that is unconfirmed, but kind of like I will say. Uh, and this is what's nice about the podcast. I can kind of like take off my journalist hat and put on my you know suspective uh, you know crime fighter uh, podcaster hat. This is what the fo- <laughs> this is what the forums are saying. The forums are saying this you know what the forums are saying. Bill's no kid, even though he has some kids, Billy and the kids. That is. Uh, Billy is no kid and apparently when you get a little older altitude sickness hits you a little harder and it also makes sense of like uh, he only took off all of these Colorado shows which are at a higher altitude and he'll be back on the road in Phoenix uh, which obviously kind of you know levels off a little bit uh, so yeah we'll see I mean I wonder if it I wonder if it plays a role in it of like when I went to Colorado I drove cross country so I did like steady altitude so it didn't really hit me all at once but I do assume sure. if you like jump on a plane from sea level to you know over a mile high in Colorado it tends to hit you like a ton of bricks absolutely and I'll tell you yeah from uh, coming from sea level and living at sea level my entire life I definitely feel it when I go to Colorado especially like Telluride and shit like that up in the mountains like holy fuck but also I remember my first year at Dick's 
which is like maybe 2014, uh, getting very winded, like going up and down the steps of the uh, of of the joint. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't think that's me. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. air is paper thin. And also I get like chapped lips the second I get off the airplane. Like my skin gets all dry. It's definitely, no, I think I definitely notice it. It's a, it's a different lifestyle, man. It's a different lifestyle. Those guys, you know, as we know, living in uh, Denver is a personality trait. So like, people <laughs> there are good to go. <laughs> it certainly it. is. It certainly is. Um, and then I also wanted to shout out Jay Lane, uh, formerly of Primus, currently of Bob Weir's Wolf Brothers, for sitting in being an honorary rhythm devil. Uh, Karina, uh, kind of a Primus dead and company crossover. Can you believe it? We love it. We love it. No, Jay, you know, has been uh, in the game for years, as we say. And uh, it's just so amazing that, like, there's, I mean, it's it's so clear, abundantly clear in our scene, if you will. But, uh, you know, there's this catalog of music. It's called the Grateful Dead Songbook. And there are, you know, s- several folks on this planet who just know it back to front. You know what I mean? And they're just like, oh, let's call Jay Lane. He knows the music. Boom. You're good to go. You know what I mean? And that, let you know, you could also call... Joe Russo. You could also call Johnny Kimmock. You could also call, you know, you name it. And it's like kind of amazing that there's just this uh, incredible songbook of, you know, the songs of our lives, really, that people are just, you know, good to go for. They're like horses being held back at the stable. Like, let me at him. Let me at him. I got this. I got this. And look at that. Mr. J Lane stepped right in, like as if he's been uh, doing this his whole life, which not going to lie to you. It feels like he has, Raph. It feels like he has. So I uh, I love it, and I'm glad that Mr. Kreutzmann is on the mend. It's a beautiful So, thing. So if they you got a call, and they're like, Karina, O'Teal has altitude sickness. We got a ticket for you. Come on down to Red Rocks. You got to fill in Dead and Company. Do you jump on the plane? I definitely do, but I would definitely do a horrible job. I will tell you that <laughs> right now. I would call I would call Dave Drywitz, and I'd be like, Dave, I'm in trouble you know, <laughs> you, you should do this, you know? And he would be like, Oh, Karina, no, you got it. And I would be like, no, Dave, I really don't got it. Like I got like, you know, maybe a 20th of it, but like <laughs> I would have to, if I had a week, I could totally do it, but I would need to really like, you know, if they call, let it grow or something, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't got that. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they call like King Solomon's marbles, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, I don't got that. I just don't <laughs> got it. You know? And the dead songbook is very, um, you know, deceptively difficult because a yeah. lot of these tunes, you know, masquerade is just being beautiful, sort of, uh, singery, songwritery, tunes but they all have some fucked up change in them that if you don't know what's coming you're lost you know what I mean you just got to be on that shit and I you know I can I can if it was a night where we played Scarlet Fire and then Cassidy and then uh you know Black-Throated Wind I'm even good for like whatever I feel like a stranger St. Stephen I got like all that there's I, I have a plenty of them in my back pocket but I'm not uh you know, the, the be all end all encyclopedia, just in terms of having it under my fingers and the frets, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's a Dave Drywitz job. I would put him up to the top. <laughs> like Dead and Co called me. They got yeah, your right. number wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you, they know that you play in J rad, right? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> 
I've done my time, but I have not, uh, you know, not like him, not like many of our fine comrades out there on the front lines delivering you the hottest Grateful Dead jams night after night, people. Night after night. They don't call it jam bucks. <laughs> they call it jam bucks for a reason. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Good talk. <laughs> uh, the, the one other thing sorry. I wanted to say was where's my, uh, I want like, you know, they have like the fill zone, like all that, like lot merch. This is the fill zone. I want a shirt. Yeah. This is the Karina zone, but like the Yo, same design. I, I have a pin that somebody gave me that just says Karina base it up now. <laughs> so if you'd like me to mail you one of those, I totally could. Shout out to the whoever made that. Thank you. Thank you for that. They uh they adorn my things, pockets. Really. I have them in pockets of my various uh because you know, that's where pins belong yeah well you know what am i gonna do just be like oh yeah karina base it up now like on my backpack that's like that's you dude that's like wearing a your own band shirt yeah you that's like a big no-no strange. right it just feels wrong you know no no judgment for anybody who does that but like it just feels a little off you know what i'm saying well anyway uh, good talk yeah. i want a, a raf base it up now fucking t-shirt. there you go how about that for sure I want a raf zone <laughs> so it actually glides off the tongue really nicely. So the raft zone. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of all this merchandise, that leads us perfectly to our second story of the week. Uh, similarly, keeping on the Grateful Dead flow, the Grateful Dead T-shirt has sold for a record seventeen thousand six hundred and forty dollars at auction. The shirt is from nineteen sixty-seven. Karina, I have embedded a photograph of said shirt in our shared Google Doc. To be honest, I think it's a little ugly. I'm hot take. It granted, it's a no idea. It's one of the first. It's one of the first shirts that the Dead ever made. It's one of the first pieces of official Grateful Dead merchandise. Merchandise. I understand in the context of Grateful Dead history, a very important piece. I am a collector of Grateful Dead shirts myself. Um, I think it's hideous. Would not wear if I saw it in a thrift store. Would pass over it. (laughs) I will tell you all. Because uh, we know this is a podcast and not a video-based uh, entity. Let me tell you, it is uh, the color of mustard. And it appears... Raph, correct me if I'm wrong. Do, do these look like coconuts to you or testicles? <laughs> I've heard they are <laughs> supposed to replicate uh, mammaries, women's breasts. I think that is a tongue-in-cheek uh... by the, the artist where he was kind of like, oh, I'm going to put like boobs on the shirt without putting boobs on the shirt. Juvenile, gotcha. really. Um, gotcha. <laughs> remarkable. Like a, like a mollusk <laughs> testicle coconut to me. But like, listen, this is an untrained eye right here. I couldn't really tell you. But no, that's, uh, I couldn't agree more, Raph. But you know, it's so fascinating what, you know, what makes something go for $17,000? You know, it's not because this shirt is going to get worn. The fine person who purchased this is probably going to uh, add it to their Garcia collection, you know? They probably have crazy shit lining their walls that's just, you know, memorabilia, man. It's 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 a lifestyle, right? I don't know. Yeah. Do do you have any vintage t-shirts that are uh not obviously, you know, not worth tons of money, but do you have like valuable vintage shirts that uh you think would fetch a pretty penny at market? I only have one and I and I cut it up. So it definitely <laughs> So no. <laughs> So so no, but I I have a uh, <laughs> I have a Beastie Boys shirt that was allegedly part of like their first you know limited pressing run back in the nineties where it says on the back of it it says get off my dick 
<laughs> and I cut I cut the neck hole out of it so it would look better. Uh, so yeah, no, the answer is no. Would that get me any money? I doubt it. But I think they actually do sell those on eBay for, for, you know, a pretty penny if they're, you know, intact. So who's to say, who is to say, what about you, Raph? What do you got? What do you got? I have a, I have quite a few, uh, my beloved dearly departed father. Uh, one of the greatest inheritances I ever got was all of his old concert t-shirts. I have a Dylan in the dead t-shirt that I'm sure is worth money. I actually, uh, not a part of my dad's collection, but sent to me across the country from the one and only Concert Joe, who is a New York City music icon and supposed world record holder for the most concerts attended in a year. He, out of the blue, sent me two vintage t-shirts, one of which he bought outside of the premiere of the Grateful Dead movie in the 70s, and it is a mint condition Grateful Dead baseball tee that I am sure is worth Yo. a shit ton of money. And I am like... I love it. This package arrived at my door the other day. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God. And and I'm going to wear it. That's the thing, too. I wear all my dead tees. Um, I have one from the 25th anniversary of... Maybe it's the 25th anniversary of The Dead or maybe the 25th anniversary of American Beauty. It has the American Beauty cover on the front, a huge steely on the back with a Roman numeral 25. I'm sure that's worth money. Um, but I wear all of them. Karina, do you think shirts should be worn or should be collected or vice versa? I mean, I think shirts are meant to be worn, you know, uh, when it comes down to it. But, you know, I'm definitely not mad about a collector's item. And I think that's it's great if that's you know, people ascribe value to things based on so many parameters, right? So if, if this is what gets their uh, their rocks off, it's a beautiful thing. And look, 17K for the ugliest mammary shirt we've ever seen. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Why not? Uh, you know, I'm about it. I think it can go both ways. It's great. But generally speaking, yes, I think clothing is meant to be worn, not hung on a wall as a as a trophy piece, if you were to ask me point blank what I you know gun to my head clothes are for wearing <laughs> like hot take I'm not sure wearing. <laughs> clothes are for wearing that and I refuse to negotiate on that <laughs> it is a non-negotiable <laughs> totally that's my take Raph that's my take word yeah uh big fan of vintage t-shirts big fan of dead t-shirts not a fan of this uh if you are listening to this google it and uh yeah it's not it's not a particularly good looking shirt but from 67 mint condition I can understand why it fetches that type of money at auction. And I will move on to our third story of the week, Karina. Uh, it has to do with those Rolling Stones keep rolling around the country, and they've added a 7,000-person Florida underplay as their finale of their current no-filter tour. Uh, it's been a weird year for the Stones. R.I.P. Charlie Watts behind the kit, but the, ro- the Stones keep pushing on. Uh, and then, I don't know about this, Karina. November 23rd, the band will play a what they're trumpeting as their most intimate show in more than a decade, which isn't actually true. Um, they play private shows all the time that are incredibly intimate. <laughs> uh, for Mr. Robert Kraft, I know recently, uh, at the Patriots Stadium in Massachusetts, they just played a gig for like hundreds of people. But anyway, uh, what do you think of this, Karina? Playing a show in Florida in general, uh, I'm not too too keen on these days. But uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, th- this is fetching. Like I- I'm seeing people posting, you know, what one ticket costs to this. Are you seeing this? Have you seen this? What is going on with this? Are you seeing this? <laughs> I think so. I think uh, let me I'm going to Google it really quick right now. I saw. Let's see. Actually, I'm going to go on StubHub and see what it's going for right now. I saw somebody trying to purchase a pair of tickets to this and it being over ten thousand dollars. And I just like what you know what i mean like there's there's no like it's as okay as you know yeah please what do you sorry no, i'm just saying just just for 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 perspective before karina goes on for one ticket in the last row balcony ticket row k single ticket before fees on StubHub, 720 dollars there you go last last row people last row floor is going for <laughs> around 1700 bucks Ooh, brother, no. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, that that leaves me with not the best feeling. You know what I mean? I know we all got to make money, but, like, these guys have so much fucking money, you know? And it's just like, you, you, uh, I feel like, you know, last row, even if you're being a total dick and just trying to gouge everybody, like, last row in the balcony at this 7,000-person concert should cost call me whatever i think it should cost 150 bucks tops and like i know that's not necessarily viable but like then i don't know i I, there's something about it that leaves me uh utterly upset sort of and especially you know charlie's dead now it's not even the full the full you know uh shebang you know and it's like i don't know something about it is just not uh sitting too right with me but people want to go and, you know, they're going to hear Start Me Up. You know, they're going to hear Satisfaction. They're going to hear all the big ones, even though they have one of the most extensive, incredible catalogs of all time. And you know they're not going to dig deep into it. So, I don't know, Raph. I'm such a fan, but there's absolutely nothing that compels me about this. Even though, you know, it's the uh, it's the night before my birthday, Raph, November Ooh. 23rd. So, you know, if I wanted to spend $1,700 that I don't have on a concert ticket in Florida, which I am not going to, uh, I could do this and really ring it in with satisfaction, you know? It'd be, be interesting. Maybe a get-off-my-cloud opener. That's uh, what they opened with when I saw them. So That was fun. Love that. Your birthday falls on Thanksgiving Eve this year. Does it? Is Thanksgiving uh Thanksgiving is the, the 25th, and you're the 24th? Ah, right. Thanksgiving Eve. That's correct. That's, That's chaotic correct. energy. That's one of the biggest party days of the year. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, then everybody will be in a good way or something. <laughs> Having your, I was born on Thanksgiving in 1993 when I was born. Um, you know, so every year it just it shifts around. You know, because it's that uh, it's that Thursday, right? So sometimes you're on it, sometimes you're before it, sometimes you're after it. It's very uh, it's very interesting, and usually it uh, it doesn't elicit anything good. Everybody <laughs> is doing things with their families, you know. But uh, uh, wait, but not to yeah. not to continue doing weird number things with your birthday. But you're turning twenty nine, right? Twenty eight this year. Oh, you're turning 28 this year. Okay, I was going to say, if, if you turned 29 this year, you would have turned 30 on Thanksgiving next year, which would be really interesting, but not the case. Yo, I like that. Raph, you're good. 
you're good with this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, Karina's getting older all the time. Let me tell you, it's just it's uh, it's a fact of life. You know, if we're if we're lucky to keep living, we get older. It's uh, it's it's part of it. It's unbelievable. But I digress, Raph. We don't need to talk about my birthday. We need to talk about the rolling motherfucking stones gouging people. So what, else, <laughs> what do you got? What's going on? I mean, that's about that's about it for me. I just thought it was interesting that seven thousand is also an, an underplay for them. When for a million billion bands, that would be like a big room, right? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a totally. comparable like New York venue. Like, what's like a seven thousand person venue in New York? Like, we don't have a seven thousand person venue in New York. Well, um, you know. Pier 17 holds a fuck ton of people. You know, Terminal 5 is considered huge, right? But that's 3,000 tickets. Yeah, so, like, the, like the Beacon only does 2,800. 20, yeah, something around there. Totally. So it's and crazy that the Stones... Not much more than that. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that the Stones are like, we're going to play an intimate show that's three times the size of the Beacon Theater. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel like when you have, you know, more money than God, like it's just it's it's, you know, you can just tone it down a little bit with your ticket prices, like a little bit. I know you can still charge a lot, but like that much is just abhorrent to me. I just can't get with it, you know, and they're like sort of the kings of that at this point, which I hate to say because I'm such a big fan. Like I just like tone it down, y'all. Y'all are in control, too. You know, but of course, Mick's like, oh, people will pay for it. Well, then let's do it, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, they will. And it's just like, oh, fuck, you know. I don't know. Something about it. <sighs> what are you going to do, Raph? It's a business. It's a business. I'm yeah. too bleeding heart about it a little bit. And I'm not saying, like, trust me. Like, let's fucking, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You could charge a lot for your tickets. But, like, that much. Ah, I'm being a broken record here. You know, scalpers, scalpers going to scalp. Um, Speaking of scalpers, Raph is still on the search for four New Year's (laughs) tickets. And I will say it every week leading up to to New Year's. Um, Four New Year's tickets for fish. Madison Square Garden would love to go, um, but refuse to play the game of StubHub, uh, which I'm sure I eventually will. But uh, Karina, any any shows on your horizon that you're dying to get into? You know, you know, I'll be going to shows left and right, baby. It's what we do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh, this week. I'm I'm either in the studio or I'm gigging. I'm either going to Harry Styles on Halloween or uh, something that hasn't been announced yet that could be very interesting. So, oh, really? Uh, Karina's got the yeah, inside I'm track. On, I'm on the I'm on the prowl for some shit, but I'm not going to fish, which is very uh, you know. Both disappointing, but also like, come on now, Karina. Like, you can't be everywhere. It's going to be okay. And then next week, we got two nights of Thundercat here. That'll be fun. I never know on a week by week basis, Raph. I never know. It's really, it just, it all comes with the territory of, you know, being Im- immersed in it. And friends are like, oh, yo, there's this, there's that. And I'm like, holy shit, right? I didn't even know. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And I so will I'm say, uh, for all these things, you said Harry Styles on Halloween. I've heard good things about this Harry Styles tour. I'll say, you know, Harry we, Ween, man, Harry Ween, <laughs> Harry Ween. Does that mean Ween? Ween should play a show covering Harry Styles show like songs on Halloween in the same city and call it Harry Ween. Dude, that's Harry Ween right there. That is Harry Ween. I love it. I love it. From your lips to Jaws ears. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see if that happens. We'll see. We'll see uh, what it all looks like. But 
it's a beautiful thing, Raph. We're just we're surrounded by music. It's coming back. Things are you know, it's 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 wild here in the city of New York. We have good stuff going on. Three nights of Lucy Dacus this week at Brooklyn Ooh. Steel. My beloved boyfriend, partner in crime, Johnny, put those on. So he's out here, you know, just uh hobnobbing with the manager, the agents. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you go. You go. And I can't go because I, you know, your girl's busy. But that's the type of thing. Like, if I wasn't busy, would I have gone to a night of that? Absolutely. Totally. He's also got ex-ambassadors at Webster Hall on Wednesday. You know anything about this band? What the, what? I've heard of them. Yeah, right? I've heard of them, too. I'm completely clueless as to what they sound like. Um, But. If Johnny's involved, I'm sure it kicks ass. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, yeah, totally. It's, uh, It's a good thing. Well, cool. Uh, I think that that about does it for us here on the weekly edition of Three from the Seven. You can follow us on Instagram at Three from the Seven. Email us, raffandkarina at gmail.com. Three from the Seven is brought to you by Relics Media Group. Our producer is Will Schward. Our audio engineer is Sam Lazarev. I am Raf Kenny Sincata. That's Karina Reichman. Karina, as always, I will toss you this frisbee. Tell the people what the good word is, and then we will uh, sign off. People, what is the good word? <laughs> you're just like no 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 additions goodbye (laughs) no additions everything has been said uh this has been great raf thank you for having me as per usual it's always just such a pleasure to get to talk to you and uh, i hope our fellow listeners have a wonderful week everybody be good don't do anything i wouldn't do short list and uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. And by the time we speak to you next, it'll be November. That is some screwed up stuff, Raph. What do you think? Oh, oh, boy. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future, as our friend Steve Miller once said. And on that note, I wish you all a terrific week and goodbye. And happy Halloween. Ooh. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <laughs>